0: You're listening to War for Idiots, a podcast by idiots for idiots. Okay. Okay. Then we should talk to people, I guess. Okay. Hey, I've been thinking, um, you know, all those people that tune in and chat with us.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think they're losers, man.
1: (laughs) <laughs> is there anyone there there's no one there is there no there's not and they'll, hear it. <laughs>
0: they'll hear it um no just because like it's a friday night like what else you're gonna do on friday night i suppose go out and get COVID. oh if you're in victoria that's exactly what you're gonna do
1: oh my god you always one there's always one victoria
0: jab in there by you hey did you see the video of the woman running the police checkpoint no her life's been like doxed completely um on the internet, but she basically just gobbed off at a cop and he just went yeah whatever go through she's like yeah i got away with it yeah idiot
1: idiot it ladies and gentlemen boys and girls podcast listeners from all of around of the world hello and welcome back to another episode of war for idiots it is wfi friday
0: it is wfi friday W Fri-
1: F I It rolls off the tongue, man. Just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Uh, as always, we are your hosts. Uh, my name is Rich the Head.
0: <laughs> and I'm Mick the clod Pate. And we are indeed
1: the idiots that you have been looking for. And today, on today's episode, we are talking about information warfare and today is a very special episode Uh, for those that are keeping count it is our 17th episode of season two the reason why that's important is because we are now matched with the amount of episodes we released for season one what are you doing what are you doing what What did you what is that is that a person
0: oh that's my computer replaying you speaking
1: (laughs) good good, professional um 17, brain. Yeah. 17 so we're equal for season two uh to season one uh, and uh for all the people that have been with us since the uh, very first episode of season one you're welcome and thank you for being there and it's been yeah amazing. we did
0: 17 in season one didn't
1: we right. we did 17 yeah i just literally just gave a speech about that i literally just spoke about
0: that yeah, i don't listen I don't listen to a- <laughs> on <this> show, though.
1: <laughs> all right so today we're talking about information warfare but before we get into this deep deep and wide ranging a topic we would just like to speak about you our listeners the people of the world hello and thank you dear listeners for your ongoing support and your ongoing listens every single week our episode downloads and listens grows a little bit more and a little bit more and our social medias grow just the tiniest little bit more and uh, it's um it's great it's the reason why we do it we like the conversations we like the people reaching out and saying they're enjoying episodes and what's helped them and then you know how we're simplifying things and um and they're getting stuff out of it and that's why we do it we we do it because we thought it was a fun idea um we uh we're losers and don't do anything else on a friday night um if you enjoy it as well then please tell a friend share on social media spread the word uh but But not
0: the covid
1: spread it covid oh josh is scanning. oh god i love that it's, it needs, to get, it needs, to, get, it needs it's to get so good. It's so good. How's your COVID going?
0: My COVID is going really well because uh, you know, there's a little bit of normalcy here in the ACT, um, which yeah. is good because our people are being good people. Not uh, for long.
1: Not for long. <laughs> yeah, we'll it's see what It's going to spiral. I have,
0: seen, I've, have had uh, quite a few run ins with people, and I'm just like, not run ins, but like looking at me, just like, dude, like, come on you know, your, your prime COVID target, like, but you know, know, the people who, you know, lick the railing of the escalator and stuff like that. But, um, mate, I, uh, I got to a bookstore today, so I'm pretty happy. So working on another project for TDP studios, long, Mm. long one. that will probably not happen for numerous years, but, um, found another book and I was just like, fuck, got to get that. Open up the front page of that book and I'll I'll show you the books about Hannibal, right? So people can probably guess where I'm going with this in terms of Ecto. Yeah, are yeah, Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> idiot. Um, open up the front page, and this is—it's relevant to this show. Signed by him. No, oh, but look who the first quote is. Uh,
1: death in Exile. The quote. Oh, oh the quote, Carl von Clausewitz. Yeah, so Carl von Clausewitz.
0: So, like, you know, how's that? That's brilliant. Um, also, That's the book cool. was only ten bucks, so you know, I was going to buy it anyway. There you go. There what
1: about there you go. yourself, man? What's happening? Everything's going well. Uh, got a new lounge today. So we're very happy uh, for those uh, that are friends with me on Facebook. Uh, we couldn't fit the old lounge out the door. So I took a chainsaw to it with the family. It was it was <laughs> cathartic. Um, the kids loved it. They all had to go with this chainsaw, chopping a lounge in half. And the neighbors think we are officially crazy. So, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. It was awesome. I saw that on Facebook. It just made my day. The one thing that you've got, like you've got one of those uh, electric Jane tools, I yeah, could yeah. own one of those, mate, because I'm the type of guy that would cut through the cord. Yeah. I guarantee, yeah. guarantee I would, I would cut through the cord. Like the very first time I started it up, I'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah. it doesn't work. Take yeah. it back to the shop.
1: I get to use it once. I get to use it once. All <laughs> right. Well, let's get into talking about information warfare before we do. Let's sling a bit of love to our favoritest of sponsors, the guys and girls at good to go gear G 2 G. Now, Good2Go Gear is an Australian veteran owned business that has been supporting customers for over a decade. Whether you're into your military, camping, adventure, workwear, or first aid, they have got a wide range that is ready to be shipped directly to you. What you should do is you should go onto the internet, uh, type in this address, www. You probably don't have to type that in. i like to, it's nostalgic. Uh, Good to go au. Check out the catalog. It's growing every day. You won't believe how cheap some of the prices are or the discounts that they are giving away and get the best gear. That is truly G two G. Now they offer a 30 day, 100% satisfaction guarantee and ship both to here into yeah. Australia. You'll be satisfied. The- and the U.S. of A. and you'll be satisfied. There's no like, doubt about it. You'll be satisfied.
0: My my good to go gear, the, you know the, the old range stuff, not the, the newer range stuff. Although you know the newer range stuff I got this year, right? But my old range stuff is you know five to six years old now, and it's, it's still, still good it's to still go. Still g still g. Yeah. g. So, <laughs> so what are you
1: waiting for? What are, so, so what are you waiting? It's not rhetorical. What are you waiting for? What
0: are, what are
1: you? Go mean? and check out it's good to question. go gear. <laughs> check out good to go gear that's g2g gear gear that is truly good to go
0: because um, the, the the pants and stuff are excellent so i've got to get some new work pants um for the yard and that and uh camping and stuff so good to go gear coming my way
1: all right so tonight we are talking about information warfare now Shh, let's tell anyone Let's state a couple of biases up front before we talk about this. Mm. Um, Information warfare is about information and warfare and warfare. (laughs) No, no, it's something that we, uh, it's something that uh, one of us is extremely passionate about and we're very much looking forward to And one of us has very little information about, so, you know, we won't say who was who, Um, We'll see if you can figure it out by the end of the episode, but this will be a very interesting episode where we're going to explore this concept of information warfare, because to be quite honest with you, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, you know, like one of the many kind of buzzwords that's kind of floating around nowadays. You know, if you were to type in military buzzwords into Google, Mm. no no doubt information warfare, multi-domain battle, what was your one that your joint domain or.
0: Everyone's got joint, joint, all domain. Joint command and control all domain. No, joint all, joint domain, all domain command domain. and control. Yeah, yeah. Which
1: is true and good and you need it. Um, so information warfare was is, was another one of those that we yeah. wanted to look into. Everyone's
0: got a hot take, right? Everyone's got a hot take on
1: information. Everyone's got an absolutely hot take. So this is going to be our hot take. On information warfare so what is information warfare um, so the first thing we do is we type it into Google and we just sort of gather the initial uh, the initial definitions that come up to point us in a direction so here is what the good old Wikipedia has information warfare is a concept involving the battle space use and management of information and communication technology in pursuit of a competitive advantage over an opponent so yeah, it defines it within a battle space, and it it's, is about it didn't
0: too closely to information communication technology in mind. Yeah,
1: so it's information and communication technology. So you know, it's it's saying it's information warfare is about information, but it's about communication technology as well. Oh, um, a then, like
0: that, signals school person must have written that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. looking for a it, posting in the pursuit of a competitive advantage. So it's, it's against, it's, it's using what in this instance, information and communication technology to have an advantage over an opponent on the aforementioned battle space. Um, so that is the, the most sort of square root definition that you can kind of find, um, one that delves a bit deeper and then I'll throw over to you, Mick, uh, is one that I stumbled across, uh, under the FAS, the Federation of American scientists, um, which is a very interesting <laughs> website. Now here's the thing about information warfare. Everyone has an opinion on it. That's, that's what I've, that's, that's, a, that's okay. what I've learned through my, uh, my look into information warfare, but this one was, was pretty inf- interesting. Um, so I thought I'd keep it in there. Now it's a short piece written by Brian Lewis of the Federation of American scientists. And he says, what is information warfare? Information warfare in its broadest sense is a struggle over the information and communication process. So similar to what we spoke about before a struggle that began with the advent of human communication and conflict. Okay. So it's been around for a very long time, yeah, which is good. Over the, so far, so good. Thank you. Mr. Scientist Brian Lewis over the past few decades, the rapid rise in information and communication technologies and their increasing prevalence in our society has revolutionized the communications process. And with it, the significance and implications of information warfare. Information warfare is the application of destructive force on a large scale against information assets and systems, against the computers and network that support the four critical infrastructures the power grid, communications, financial, transportation. However, protecting against computer intrusion, even on the smaller scale, is in the normal. Uh, it's in the national security interests of the country and is important to the current discussion about information warfare. So, so in this instance, information warfare has taken a slightly different skew and it makes sense that this is from the FAS. Um, This is very much about the computer, the IT. So he mentions the four, Critical infrastructures, power, communications, financial and transportation, information warfare is warfare against those specific things in and itself. Um, probably it's slightly different to the information warfare that we mentioned before, which is the Wikipedia definition. Um, but we, I wanted to highlight that because the concept of information warfare, it's kind of like strategy. You know what I mean? There's a grand strategy or definition of grand strategy. There's the ones that sort of clouds with Sun tzu, et cetera, et cetera. But then there's also these other subsets of strategy, business strategy, financial strategy, et cetera, et cetera, where the concepts are kind of the same, you know, the words are kind of the same, but many people have focused it into their own areas. Mickey, yeah. i say.
0: Mate, I, um, I'll just, I'll just, I'll prep for today. So Yep.
1: He has prepped for today. It's fantastic.
0: All uh, right. So- Read?
1: okay for the for the pod's listeners who can't see he's piling book upon book in front of him
0: so um like for, for those listeners that follow my what i the serious stuff i do this is like my one of my fan fanboy type things all right information warfare um i actually got to get these books out of the way i should have brought props i'm terrible at prop humor um Anyway, I'm going to read a passage, right? Because I, I just want to point to something. I think you touched on it in the definition before, which is very, very important. And it is like strategy and it's like war, right? So people yeah. all have a different idea of what it is. Um, and there's heaps of things in this area that grind my gears, right? But then I always remind myself, but People having a different take on something like this, like an elusive concept, is actually not a bad thing because you want more people to have different takes on it. It's only a bad thing if you're going to be very doctrinaire about your approach to warfare, which I think we can all agree is probably not the smartest way to do it. You need to be strict in how you train for warfare in some instances, but you know, pigeon-ho- pigeonholing stuff is, is a little bit dangerous. But I've, I've got this paragraph to read and I just want to ask you a question after I've read it. Okay, I'll okay. put on my radio announcer's voice. I'll hold it out in front of me. You can't see the book, so you can't see it. Good. The fourth defence service. This generation is witnessing a boom in propaganda. Never before has there been such widespread, ceaseless activity on the mental front. Although in one form or another, the science of mass persuasion is as old as history. Its use as a systematic political weapon is a discovery of the present century technical progress has vastly increased the power of the propagandist and assured him of innumerable disguises. His campaign may be open and blatant with the object of pulverizing the opposition, or he may operate silently like a thief in the night, molding the pattern of a people's mind by subtle suggestion. Okay. So when do you think that chapter was written?
1: Well, it's talking about mass uh, propaganda. It's talking about the influence it can have, I mean, recently w- would be my suggestion.
0: Yeah, so that was written in 1939 uh, in mm. response to. When I said like, when I meant
1: recently, I meant on a <laughs> from a cosmic perspective. Recently, so quite, yeah. quite, quite
0: short. Um that's from uh, that's from A.J. McKenzie's The Propaganda Boom. Really hard book to get a hold of, um, and someone at Information Warfare Division in Australia recommended it to me um, when we were doing some work on information um, warfare and narrative frameworks. Um, and narrative trajectories, actually not frameworks. And, um, the interesting thing about that is, you know, so that that paragraph is almost as relevant to today as it was back then. In fact, it's probably more relevant now because of the speed of information transmission. Mm. Um, I talked before about the power of narrative. So when, when I teach uh, in university courses on strategic communications, marketing, um, courses, a lot of what I teach them is n- not really different in terms of principles to what I was applying as an information operations coordinator when I was in the military, because the focuses are on the same. It's about influencing decision-making, which is kind of what strategy is about, right? Strategy is mm. about influencing you know, decisions. So human cognition, human emotions and decision-making are all the targets of what you are doing in information warfare. They're your objectives. You want to influence the decisions, the emotions, well, I suppose the cognition and the emotions of your target so that they make a decision that is preferable to your course of action. So for me, it's, you know, what's information warfare? Well, it's it's kind of warfare. It's something that's been around for a while. Um, Why is it so relevant now? Why is there great books like Like War by Peter Singer and um, E.T., sorry, Emerson Brookings? Um, these, These books are very popular. Why are people talking about Taylor Swift's way of... Uh, operating as a good model for information operations because of the way she has mobilized social media to make herself a superstar. Right. And that was a deliberate strategy by her. Um, it's because right now the speed at which you can influence that cognition the speed at which you can influence those emotions and the speed at which you can influence decision-making is much quicker. Yeah. So I think the, all the definitions we've got there, um, we've seen previously, are all in the same area, but the danger is thinking that it's just about information communication technology. Because I tell you what, two hundred years ago, information communication technology was the printing press. Mm. Um, before that, it was the town crier. You know, um, you know, Julius Caesar used to write his letters from Gaul back and send them to Rome, not just so that Romans could hear them, but other potential enemies of Gaul of of Rome could hear what what you know the power and the might of it. So information communication technology is just a dangerous term when you then link it to computer systems because information computer in terms of information warfare, because information communication technology changes with the age, what the age we're seeing now with social media. And there's a good book I've got there called social media rules of engagement um, by uh, Nicole Matizic. And I've probably got her name wrong. I always do. Um, It's changed the game a lot. So it's, it's much more important because you see it influence things so quickly and, and now we're seeing labels like political warfare being applied to it well you know i, I don't like the term political warfare it's just politics it's just diplomacy but you know, that they're my you know, i suppose they're my initial thoughts on someone who spent a fair bit of time working on it uh, but i think if anything our listeners sort of whilst richie and i are explain, exploring this tonight focus on human cognition emotions and decision making and actions and information that is targeting those three things then you kind of understand what information warfare is because, you know, there's a, there's a great, uh, there's a, a general in the Australian army that says, you know, you should have gone a face in the face. That's a really strong message in the information environment to his allies. Hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be propaganda. It doesn't necessarily have to be cyber attacks. Anything will influence the human cognition, emotions and decision-making of the people you try and target. So that's kind of where I, I see it. Um, Let's, let's, let's get on the show and see where we go. Cause uh, no, I don't it's really get serious man. on this show. So that's. Um,
1: it's interesting. And I want to, I, I want to come back to answer this question and maybe not even answer it, maybe just ponder it further at the end. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a for the uninitiated like myself, it's a question that that's sort of sticking in the back of my head. Now, if we look at war and we look at warfare and we've talked so much, so many different concepts on all these episodes, but let's just say your traditional state on state conflict. Okay. What, where does information warfare sit? Is information warfare a separate branch of warfare in itself? Is it a sub-branch of traditional warfare—maneuver, fire, maneuver, cyber, information? Is it just one of the branches to, that you're executing on the battlefield, um, or is it, or is it something that's that's non-void, that's completely off the battlefield, that doesn't have anything to do with that? It's more the political influence through information. I, I kind of, and and I don't, I don't know, you know maybe the answer is all three of them. Maybe the answer is depends on the context. but is, is it is a the trade case. where
0: old artillerymen go to die?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so that's, that's something I'm going to keep asking myself as we start going through some of this stuff.
0: And, um, and, and listeners, tonight. we probably won't, we probably won't nail it down concretely for you oh, because we'll. <laughs> cool. Done. <laughs> um, um, I was wrong. <laughs> we have nailed it. Um, so, I mean, for the listeners that have listened to me and Richie before, like we studied communications at university, you know, we, m- most of the medium that we studied was film. We also did a little bit of art. Um, we basically just really liked uh, one of the lecturers and we did every course he offered. Um, mm. And uh, although we did like, you know, Heather as well, she was awesome. But, um, you know, it, for us, our understanding of this is shaped by that. But at the time we had no idea that any of that stuff could possibly be relevant to what we considered at the time as trainees, warfighting, right? Mm, mm. So, you know, for us, it's, you know, it's a 20-year journey. So if we, if we come to a conclusion tonight,
1: finally. <laughs> yeah, we made it. All right. So I stumbled across uh, this paragraph, which I'll read, uh, from Real Clear Defence. It's an article by Nick oh, yeah. uh, Brunetti-Lahak, maybe.
0: Actually by me, mate, me, me.
1: It's information warfare, past, present, and future. And in it he says, information is now the seventh joint function. Mm. Its efficacy depends upon the ability to transition practical concepts into fundamental underlying logic. Joint publication three bar one three, information operations, defines information's operations as the integrated employment during military operations of information related capabilities in concert with other lines of operation to to and i think these words are now going to be important to influence disrupt corrupt or usurp the decision making i love that word you the sure decision making doctrine I'm going, to usurp, I'm going to usurp you in the face, uh, decision-making of adversaries and potential adversaries whilst protecting our own. So th- th- this is, this is one that's really hit home for me, um, because it's, it's giving you examples so I can start to visualize it now. All right. So I'm just going to read that little part again, integrated employment during military operations of information related capabilities in concert with other lines of operation. So, okay. It's the use of this stuff during a military operation that's information related, but it's with other lines of operations. It's not, so we're going back to answering that question now. It's with the other lines of operations and you're looking to influence, disrupt, corrupt, usurp the decision-making, as you said, of adversaries or potential adversaries whilst also protecting our own. And by that, I suggest they're saying your own decision-making.
0: Yeah, mate. I like the term that was once said to me, using a rumor to have your opposition kill each other.
1: I like that. I like that. Now this goes on the U S secretary of defense, James Mattis. So this is slightly old has pointed out the addition of information as a joint function recognizes its power to support military operations, particularly in the wake of modern technology and social media as a joint function information will garner additional advocacy and uh, propensity among the joint force and greater incorporation into plans and operations. So that's, that's really good right? I think that's a great uh, summary of what you said of some of the definitions that were probably light on uh, that we went through before that. Mm. But the only thing that kind of, the only thing that kind of irks me a little bit about that sort of summary of what information uh, operations is, is it's very much, um, it, 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 you, it would suggest that information operations, the information domain, information environment is something entirely new. Um, but as you said before, you know, the concept of Affecting an opponent's decision making has been is as old as time. It's as old as war, right?
0: Even the term um, usurp, right? Like,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. People
0: have been usurping governments. I mean, you know, this is a real clear defense of an American um, website. Uh, America has been doing this for longer, you know, yeah. than, than inf- information technology. So, yeah, um, I like the term influencer. Influence is important, I think. Yeah. Yeah
1: but this is what kind of irks me a little bit about information warfare. As I'm reading all this stuff about information warfare, it's kind of dragging me back. I'm like, but this is, this is not new. This is, you know, this is not new. This is old. This has been happening for ages. And um, you know, you could, you could stumble into the trap of just like, oh, I've have discovered a new chapter of a book. You know, the the this has not been done before. And I think, as you said before, you know, it's not a new concept to affect the cognitive, uh, the cognitive aspects of your opponent whilst also maneuvering against them in in a yep. war perspective. Um, but what's new is the speed. What's new is the ability, uh, the the platforms to do it. Social well, media being one of them. Cyber being one of them.
0: Right, like it's maneuver warfare, right? So, you know, if you're not using the information environment and your information tools, then you're just doing attritional warfare. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: Info- yeah. And, and understanding that, um, you know, we'll probably get to it. I've read the show notes tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's it took me 17
1: minutes. Hey, I've got to say, I've got to say, so one day we'll release these show notes and I'm, I'm sure three of you <laughs> will enjoy it. To, tonight is the first, so what we said, 17 and yeah. then 17 episodes before that. So whatever 17 plus 17 is all of those episodes, Mick has never, ever, ever typed anything into the show notes ever. And we, we use Microsoft OneNote where it's collaborative. Um, but by that, it's just, I type it all. And then <laughs> you look at it tonight's the first night, he's actually, I, I was looking through then I'm like, who t- Oh, Oh, he's typed something into it. So it's, uh, it's, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's the birth of a new, it's a new thing. It's very, it's amazing. It's amazing.
0: Mate, you're right. The, um, and you know, the irksome thing about some of those new um, comments you know um, so i had a hand in writing the australian version of uh 3.13 and 3.13.1 um the information operations and information um uh activities i think was labeled um the the joint concept doctrine and the joint procedural doctrine um you know we had terms in there like usurp and you know, the US doctrine, used to not have the term usurp song and just going to claim they took mm. that from Australia. Right. But they probably do more of it than we do. Um, you know, 30 something effects verbs, um, in that document in the old version, I think the Australian doc stuff needs a big revamp, but I know there's a lot of professionals out there doing that. Um, but all the, all the concepts that go into doctrine on information warfare, they're not made up the day the doctrine's written. They're taken yeah, from yeah, historical yeah. examples and that's something that a lot of pundits, a lot of hot take givers, forget that it's really easy to check your homework. Mm. Um, and it's almost like, you know, they're doing revisionist military theory. Oh, that was information warfare. You know, operation mincemeat, you know, when they did that deception, the deception operations leading up to D day yeah. that was information warfare. Yeah. So, so that, was, that was, that
1: was Patton. Um, that was establishing his, sort of silent division if you will with inflatable tanks and radio traffic and all that sorts of stuff
0: yeah yeah Um, and um yeah winston churchill building you know fake concrete um uh jetties and piers out uh, on the shores of the uk and putting lights on them so that you know german planes would think they were flying over cities um and start bombing you know like this stuff's not new just because you've got the cybers or just cause Facebook, cause Mark Zuckerberg, you know, ruined the world by connecting us all together so that we can share love.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and using this word deception, because the, the concept of deception has been one that's confused me as I was looking into information warfare, because so, so I broke, so I was just, I was just having some free thought. I was, I was typing these notes right now. As I was like, okay, okay what is information warfare? Let, let's break it down really simply against my, against your sort of who what, where, when, why, right? So it's like information warfare, who are you targeting? Your enemy. Okay. What you're controlling and manipulating the information that gets to them. Okay. Where across all domains, you know, it's not just the information. It's not, it's not just the physical domains. It's the non-physical domains as well. Across all the domains. Cool. When you're combining it with your maneuver, if you will, combining it with all the other aspects of your operations. And then finally, why are you doing it? Well, it's to influence your enemy. And that's the very basics of who, what, where, when, why. And then I was like, but isn't that just deception? Is that not just, and then, you know, you just gave two historical examples of information warfare, which are also, if you were to say, give me two examples of deception through history, someone would, would give, up those, give up those two very examples as well. So I went down a slight rabbit hole about military deception or deception, and then just trying to compare it to information warfare, which I think by, by looking at it through this paradigm will help people understand information warfare a little bit better. It certainly has for me. So let's look at deception. Maybe better as well. Yeah. Maybe deception better as well. Absolutely. So let, let's look at military deception. So again, a very simple definition: military deception. Are we looking at
0: military deception, or is,
1: oh.
0: it? <laughs> is this pod deception?
1: Yes. Okay. So military deception refers to attempts to mislead enemy forces during warfare. This is usually achieved by creating or amplifying an artificial fog of war via psychological operations, information warfare, visual deception and other methods. So when, when you, you first read this, you're like, right, I get it. Okay. Military deception is, is what you want to achieve. And one of the aspects of that is information warfare. So if you will, information warfare, psychological warfare, uh, they're all, you know, subsets of military deception, but, but that did, that didn't make sense to me. Right? right. That didn't make sense to some of the stuff that we were just talking about then when we were talking about usurping, disrupting, corrupting influence, you know, making your enemy think something that's not real. Sure. That's, that's, that's probably one of the outcomes of information warfare. That's an outcome of deception, but information warfare is so much more expansive than that. Right. So there, there's obviously something wrong with that de- definition of military deception. If you just take it for its face value. Mm. So, uh, I've got some stuff here on how they relate Mick, but what, what are your thoughts on the sort of relation interplay between information warfare and deception itself?
0: Well, you know, the, there used to be a, a thing called information related capabilities. And I think that was a, a good and a bad thing. Um, there was, there was a number of them. I'm just going to say there was 33. Of them. I'm using 33 as a number for everything tonight in case you haven't figured it out business. Um, and, you know, military deception was down as one. And and one of the problems I have with people thinking that they're synonymous, synonymous is the problem, right? You know, they're, they're different words. Words have power. As long as you attribute the right definition to those words, if you don't, then it, it's dangerous, right? So information warfare and deception in my mind are not synonymous. Um, however, deception, I think is an example of information warfare, but it's not all that exists within information warfare. But the important thing I think with deception, and one thing that used to frustrate me was deception should be owned by, the operations planner, you know, the, the maneuver planner, the person who has carriage of the main plan to make sure that the deception is believable. Right. Cause that's the idea. Deception has to be believable. It can't mm. be like, you know, like, like what I used to do was just like, yeah, we're going to put some inflatable boats on the river and people are like, this is, this is an airstrike. Mm. I'm mm. like, yeah. so that will really confuse them while there's inflatable boats on the river. Right. Um, so the danger is that, you know, if you, if you, See deception only as as information warfare only as deception, and then you take that other step where you don't assign the responsibility for deception within a military headquarters to the people who have carriage of the main plan. You then have an information warfare plan or a military deception plan that is not tied to what you're trying to achieve, and that's that's the danger I think. So I think deception is an excellent way of understanding information warfare at its most core point because deception operations. Uh, one of the most um, easily explainable information activities you can conduct because it's really easy to say, this is what we want the enemy to try and think. think. Um, yeah. And there's a really good book. I've got a book called, I didn't even get it down for this. Oh my God. I uh, practice to deceive really good book and understands different types of military deception and general Wavell in North Africa. Um, he and some of the other um, you know, leading British generals at the time said, you know, military deception is really, really, um, tough. Like don't. And he had a team of, um, team of military deception people under him. Um, I'll find it somewhere. and I'll post something about it on the website. Um, it's a really good quote, but it talks about how when you're doing military deception, don't tell me what you want the enemy to do. Cause I can't, I can't predict that. Right. Tell me what you want the enemy to think. Hmm. And I'll, I'll give him that thought. And we just need to be prepared that, that, will then change his act, course of action. Because with military deception operations, you, you, you want the enemy to do something, but you can't guarantee that. What you need to be able to do for a military deception operation, is you need to change what the enemy thinks about you and your force posture. So if you do that, you will change his action and your aim should be to change his or her action from what their most likely or most dangerous course of action against you was going to be anyway. So your deception is a success if you change the enemy's understanding of you and your, your intent. So I find it that that's why I think like when you've put the show notes in here, I was like, yeah, that's that's an awesome way to explain information warfare because military deception is probably one of the rawest forms
1: yeah, of right. yeah, yeah, information
0: right. warfare. It, it, it's it's not as complex as a lot of the other type of elements. Like psychological operations can be really really complex when you get a psyops operator sit there and say, this is how we're going to change their perception of this, and then you like, can you go talk to the deception planner? Oh, is that the three nights no, the guy in the tent that doesn't even come to the briefings <laughs> yeah I, so- I really like
1: I, I really like it i really like the 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 use of yeah I, I like the use of deception as really raw as you put it and a really simple uh example of information warfare if you will and i like the very concept that but if you think that information warfare is just deception then you're doing the concept of disservice because it, it it is it is deception, but it's it, it that's that's at its very basic sort of essence, yes. But there's so much more that you, that could be done. The same yeah. concepts being there, you're influencing or changing or, or making the enemy think differently. Yeah. Now, from a deception perspective, it's generally you're making the enemy think differently about the maneuver that you're doing, have done, or about to do. Um, information warfare is you're, you're making the enemy think about many, many, many other different things that you're about to do, have done or going to do outside of just what's happening on the battle space as well. So, yeah, no, I like, I like the, the interplay between the two and I, and I think they help, they help explain each other. Yeah. Um, and
0: now I, You know effects-based operations? So all those yes. people that lost the debate when effects-based operation was um, you know, held up to be the scam that it was, Um, They didn't just leave the military. They all just moved into information operations. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And they said, "No, no, it's a separate thing. It's a separate thing. A bullshit. It's, it's the, it's the plan. Like everything's about the plan, right? Oh, I swore. Everything's about the plan.
1: (laughs) All right. So Josh has uh, put up a good question. Uh, Have a read of that before before we answer it. Let me just throw some love to our. Other favouritest sponsors, uh, the good guys at Extra Specialist Group. Now, since 2017, Extra Specialists have been conducting, uh, sorry, have been connecting Australian veterans to the entertainment industry. Through their consultancy, agency, productions, and training, Extra Specialists have been changing the face of television and movies, putting those who serve onto the big screen into your homes now they've worked with the big names marvel touchstone netflix stan and much more extra specialist is the place to go if you want to get into the industry so if you have extra specialist skills or want to learn some then reach out to the extra specialist group and get started right now check out their website at www.extraspecialist.com. And I would highly recommend follow these guys on Facebook because they put up some pretty cool videos or some pretty cool training that they do. Uh, one old Pete O'Hanlon, who, uh, who I know uh, put up a video recently of some small arms pistol training he was doing. Not only did he look cool, uh, he was putting some uh, pretty impressive uh, rates of fire down range with a nine mil pistol. Just one of the many cool examples of the sweet, sweet training uh, qualifications and getting into the industry that the guys at Extra Specialist Group can get you in too. All right, are we going to address uh, the question by Josh?
0: Done it okay. So, Josh's question I'll uh, I'll read out what he's asked and then I'll talk about like my logic on answering him because I know that a lot of people don't go to the YouTube uh page, uh, jerks. But um, he said, uh, I understand that we've had information operations for a long time, but surely the advent of social media has reduced the barrier to entry for anyone wanting to participate and therefore increased the number of actors playing in that space. Not only that, but it's put Uh, a direct line into people's living rooms, bedrooms, pockets that impacts people in the way uh, the town prior never could. Well, I think you're not accepting the actual influence and importance of the town prior, not the town prior. Um, Yes, of course. Um, You're not wrong, Josh. I mean, Like War by P.W. Singer uh, is a a great book. There's a great example of that. Uh, People are being affected um, by more various actors uh, and, and the cognitive um, influence upon populations is quite significant. Now, if we're going to talk about lower, you know, lower barriers to entry, well, globalisation and technology since the Industrial Revolution really, or you know, even, even since the great maritime exploration of the, the European powers, this has been occurring. So increasing lethality um, of weapon systems has disproportionately grown the impact that an individual can have based on their own effort so someone with an assault rifle now can have a much more lethal effect than a soldier could 200 years ago someone flying a drone with a grenade taped to it now can have a disproportionate effect compared to someone 200 years ago someone driving a bus even if it's not loaded with explosives into a crowd of people has a disproportionate effect as someone who did the same with a horse and cart so all sorts of aspects of warfare have been changed this way Um, yes social media has done that but it's done it in a fast pace and it's influencing people, but it's not necessarily uh, against the grain of the way we've seen tech influence how uh, smaller players can then militarize aspects of civilian life. So yes, Josh, 100% correct, but it's not unique in the way that technology has developed in the way that our lives have developed as well. A lot of technology can also do it. It's just the speed and what people are thinking is, is a little different.
1: So if you think about, you know, I do, I think, I think you're spot on. Let- let's talk about ISIS, right? If you think about w- w- one of the things that was the most visceral thing about ISIS to me was, was the videos, right? The social media videos that would come out yeah. t- t- really affected me. Like really like they And they, they, they road
0: they, tested them when they were Al Qaeda in Iraq, you know, in the, right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So, 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 so they really, they really struck a struck, note with me now if you rewound the clock 100 years okay and you explained that that was a tactic of information warfare that isis was using against its enemies this would be an absolute foreign language to anyone you're speaking to right what do you mean the internet what do you mean videos what do you mean this what do you mean that what do you mean gopro you know what i mean like they're like what, what none of this makes sense right but if you if you keep breaking it further down what are they trying to do what they they're, they're trying to strike fear. They're trying to scare populations. Oh, that's yep. familiar. That's, that's happening now. That's Absolutely. happening. And, like, and how so, are
0: they defeated ultimately through information effects? right so so josh is
1: absolutely right the the means of which this is happening and the pace of this is happening is unrecognizable and in 2020 you know i'd argue 2020 is different from 2019 you know what i mean like it's 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 constantly and rapidly changing but at the very crux of it what is being achieved with information i don't think that has has fundamentally changed that much or fundamentally changed at all it's still achieving a certain effect through the 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 intangibles yeah yeah, yeah, it's but, just, it's, but it's, it's a really, really good observation. Um, because the vast majority of things that you will read about information warfare will start with warfare has changed. Yeah. The character of war has changed. Yeah. Everything is different now. Information is now, um, yeah. you know, etc. And, and, you know what, you agree with it or don't agree with it. You know, one thing is true. Information is important to warfare there. You can't argue with that. Now esoterically you could argue all the other sorts of stuff, but it's a, it's a really good observation, Josh. Yeah. Um,
0: well it's an engineer's um, observation i'll say that
1: <laughs> good for an engineer anyway <laughs> all right so if you look at um i do information uh warfare and deception i want to get back to that because i really like the how how you used those two things together um stumbled across one it's called information warfare and deception by william hutchinson of the edith cohen university perth edith australia edith Cowan. Um, A few years now, but by definition, information warfare has information and it's used as a weapon as the core of its activities. As deception is about limiting access to and the manipulation of information and is a fundamental requirement for successful information warfare. I thought this was interesting because before we were saying that information warfare was a subset of, uh, deception. And, and what, uh, William is saying here, it's quite, no, it's actually the opposite. Deception is a subset of information warfare, yep. which I think is something that you were suggesting before, which is something that no,
0: I, I was, I was telling, I was telling you, yeah, just... you
1: were suggesting by telling before. Um, but the, the, before we move away from deception, one thing I love about deception is the branding of types of deception techniques that exist this is my favorite thing oh, mate.
0: Take, mate. Take,
1: take, take, for all the military practitioners out there who 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 want to learn a bit more get your deception pam's uh yeah. doctrine and read the definitions of some of these things it but is like
0: aussies find the old information actions panels discontinued i think in 2005 it's on, it's on the internet somewhere. I'm sure or it'll be on, someone will have a hard copy of it. It's probably down the school of artillery. Cause that's where old artillery go. Um, some of the terms in them, it's, awesome. fun.
1: it's fun. It's awesome. like watching, it's like a teller and pen episode. Like it's like, the, it's like magic tricks, right? Yep. Uh, no, the, the,
0: information warfare. You've just described it better than anyone else has. There, yeah. Warfare is a pen and teller show. Major state information warfare from like, you know, developed countries like Russia, China, the U S that's David Copperfield.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, <laughs> big, expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so the, I believe
1: uh, one, of the, one of the more reliable academics that you can fall back upon for deception, and please prove me wrong, is Jock Haswell. Uh, he's got a paper from 1985 called The Tangled Web, The Art of Tactical and Strategic Deception. And within he describes five deception techniques. We'll go through them very quickly because I love them. Um, and they have really cool names. The first one is the Lure. The Lure. Uh, my my bad. My b- growing up in America, I can't say this word properly.
0: The Lure. The Lure. What do you the mean? Lure? Grew up in America. You you were born there. I don't think you really. The Lure. You say it. Hey, is there any truth to the rumor that you were your babysitter was Gabor? Was who? Gabor. Oh,
1: Gabor. No, no, no. So my mum worked for. Eva Gavor, Jaja Gavor's sister. Ah, uh, got yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Long. long. So those names
0: will mean nothing to our listeners, I can guarantee you. <laughs> well, that's because of the age of our listeners, right? Well, yeah. you know, like millennials are copying a pasting at the moment, and people forget the millennials are like 25 to 39. Like, we're old now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Lua. The Lua. 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 There we go. The Lua. I love this one. Oh, it's just, the Lua. Like,
1: So this, this technique presents the opponent with a sudden advantage they may exploit. All right. So to lure them along. Second one, the repetitive process, this technique conditions the opponent by repetition to accept harmless behavior that is used as a cover for subsequent operations. The unintentional mistake, this technique leads an opponent to believe that valuable information has come into his hands by mistake. For instance, by negligence, or incompetence, also known as Mick. The fourth one, the obvious solution. This, not technique, wrong. this technique provides deception, uh, deceptive information to support the idea that the obvious method will be used while hiding information related to the actual method. And the final one is a piece of bad luck. <laughs> this technique is similar to the unintentional mistake. Except the bad luck cannot be attributed like to anyone. Since-
0: what is that? That was, that was you again, my computer. <laughs> no, look, I'm trying to find the link of a book for people. And uh, yeah, so I made that mistake. So you read the last one out because no one heard that.
1: Uh, the Piece of Bad Luck. This technique is similar to the Unintentional Mistake except the bad luck cannot be attributed to anyone look just wanted to go through those because i love them um there's another one i remember from reading the doctrine there's the double bluff there's the bluff and the double bluff double bluff yes there's a lot there's lots of really really fun ones out there i highly recommend if you want to get into deception read your doctrine because there's cool stuff it's not just pretend i'm going from the right and actually go from the left it, there's actually a lot more to it uh, but to tie back to our point uh it's a, it's a, we think it's a very much of a subset of information warfare, but a great small raw example of the application of information warfare, controlling the information that you send to your adversary and, and or beyond.
0: Yes, yeah, So I found the, um, I found the book and the name and the uh, book review I did for the strategy bridge of that book about deception. Um, so the book was called practice to deceive and it's by Barton Whaley. So look up Barton Whaley. Hmm. Read, read his stuff um, Because he was a researcher that studied Military deception, right um, So he was quite good And uh, I did an article back in 2016 um, On this uh, If it's still up, I'll find it I'll put it in the YouTube notes as well But um, in the Barton Whaley book He has always great examples And he uses actual operational um, Examples of Techniques people have used And you get all these really cool names Like the double bluff How good is the that? The double bluff or The it's bluff, right you stand up in front of a headquarters and go, our deception will be double. Um, although I did yeah, like military doctrine that said, um, I think it was our doctrine on strategy, the deception plan. If someone is part of a feint or a ruse, um, don't tell them like the troops, don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, they need to believe they're part of the real plan. So they don't give the game away. Um, yeah, every time I've ever participated in military deception planning or briefings, the people who are executing it are always told you're the deception. Like, yeah, cool. I don't really have to do much. I don't even have to yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. put my heart into it. Do I?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we wanted. so with information operations, we've, we've gotten to the point that it's, it's very broad and I thought it would be good to talk about uh, an example back at home uh, for most of our listeners that will help really, contextualize information warfare and get it into the right okay. mindset and that's just look at the recently formed information warfare division what are you saying
0: oh i thought we were talking
1: about 5g no <laughs> no no <laughs> No, no, we don't want COVID. Um,
0: So Information
1: Warfare Division, IWD, was formed in 2017 under the Joint Capabilities Group within the Department of Defence within Australian context. For those American listeners, bear with us. Uh, Its formation was part of an initiative by the Australian government to combat threats to Australia's national interest in the information environment. Now, it's interesting to look at the IWD branches to contextualise how Australia looks at information warfare and the information environment which is going to be what we'll talk about next so the first one is information surveillance reconnaissance electronic warfare and cyber i s r e w and cyber uh, which a lot of people um would not really immediately link to information warfare obviously electronic-
0: cyber at the start you can call it Cisru
1: which sounds much better cyber electronic warfare make absolute sense when you think of information warfare yeah i think of information warfare i I thought computers etc so that makes sense but when you're talking about surveillance and reconnaissance i was like how's that information warfare well of course you know this is this is what we're going back now to the original information warfare before the high-tech application of it on the battlefield if you will and that is Where is the enemy looking for the enemy, showing the enemy, what you want them to see, et cetera, et cetera. So of course that is information. And again, as we spoke about at the very start, you have to within yourself, really understand what you define as information before you start trying to fathom, what is information warfare space and communications is the other branch, another branch of IWD joint command and control, which I think is fascinating. Commander control, the brain of the body, if you will, uh, mm. wanting to influence, usurp, uh, all those other words we talked about to decision making.
0: Sure.
1: Sure. Yes, yes, um, that is all about C two. So you're talking about the leadership and how that node operates. Join Do all domain C two. Join all domain C two. Right. Uh, defense signals, intelligence, and cyber command and Joint Influence Activities Directorate. So I thought this was useful because it helped me really contextualize information warfare of where it can go and the different realms it can go. And you see that, okay, this makes sense now. It's more than just maneuver deception, all right? It is, in fact, it's a whole bunch more than just maneuver deception, it's what? Influence, it's about cyber, command and control, space, communication, surveillance, like it's all of that. So it's actually, when you think about information warfare, it, it is
0: exhaustive. Yeah, there's there's no, not a function in there, in, in those branches. And, you know, I know quite a few people in those branches. They're all uh, absolute legends, uh, except one. And um, they are um, they, they are enablers for nearly every operation that exists,
1: right? Well, well there, there is something, there, there, there is a word in in what there's five points there there's a word in one of those five points that relates to any aspect of the military like there's no aspect of the military that doesn't have something to do with something in there you know what i mean so information warfare is everyone's absolute everyone's business which is which is a realization that you kind of you kind of know you're like oh of course it's important to what i do no no it is what you you do you generate information you deal with information every day that information can be weaponized and can be used in information warfare. Now that is in a good way as part of your onslaught against the enemy or against you can be manipulated as well, which is if you just have a look at information warfare division and you can see now it makes so much sense in 2017, the Australian government or the ADF is is grouping it up.
0: And I mean, if you're in the Australian government or academic research institutions, the information warfare division uh, folks run a conference called Iwar. Uh, my day job, uh, we work with them at University of New South Wales uh, for the Iwar conference each year, um, where they get a heap of people in. And I'll tell you what, it's not it's not just military people briefing. It's it's experts from around the world, journalists, um, generals. Uh, you know, it's you know researchers. It's everyone: psychologists, sociologists, um, computer scientists. Everyone like the the actual the days of briefs and presentations and explanations about I wore is vast, you know, like you, yeah. you couldn't peg it down to a category. You couldn't say that oh, I went to a, you definitely wouldn't say you went to a military conference, Dude. um, you know, <laughs>
1: That's a really, that's a, that's a very, very interesting uh, segue that you bring up because that that is exactly what this article that I stumbled across in a small world wars journal talks about. It's called making sense of information environment. And this is, this is the next aspect of, okay, now that you can fathom what information warfare is, where does information warfare take place? Well, it's within this place called the information environment. What is the information environment? Well, if you think it's just military related, you know, you're going to be very disappointed because it's everything what Mick just discussed then let me just read this part here it's, it's everything it's everything <laughs> the information environment comprises and aggregates numerous here we go social cultural cognitive technical and physical attributes that act upon and impact here we go knowledge understanding beliefs worldview and ultimately actions of a here we go individual group system community or organization if you just charted all that out that is that is <laughs> It would be a globe. That's that's one sentence. That's one sentence and that's everything, right? Um, It goes on. The information environment also includes technical systems and the use of data. The information environment directly affects all operating environments or sorry, operational environments. Information is uh, pervasive throughout the operational environment to operate efficiently, uh, effectively requires understanding and the interrelationship of the informational, physical and human aspects that are shared. By the operational environment and information environment. I really like that from the Small World's Journal because it really hits home. Okay, information is important and here is how it can be important. And it just, okay, if you start off with social, let's listen, one, social, two, cultural, three, cognitive, four, technical, uh, five, physical. Okay, those are five parts to start the conversation. And then you list everything else under that and then you list everything else after that. No, no, no. You, try to, you try to map all that out. Man, it's, it's huge. It's confusing. It's diverse.
0: It um, is. But The thing that uh, links it all, people, Oh, Don't do information warfare against animals. Fact. Right. That's exactly not true. I am no. conducting an information campaign against the possum that lives in my garden shed. Well, I was going to say. know something? It's beating me.
1: And I was going to say um, there's like bots that are doing information warfare now. <laughs> That's right. It's like we are literally being beaten in some areas by robots who are typing. Yeah. Who are uh, like ninety percent of our followers? Oh my god! Go back to go back to machine learning episode and hear some of the stories that we stumbled across. I, I, about I, scary episodes. It's really scary. It's really scary. Um, so there there were a couple of uh, other interesting articles about information warfare, and there's, there's thousands out there. Uh, just to mention a few. Um, so the Rand Corporation. Uh, there was a blog. It's called, from 2019. Uh, this one's interesting. It's called "It is time to abandon the term." Information operations, right? Ooh. So it's a it's a thought piece uh, by a certain individual, and he raises a very simple point: information operations, if called information operations, is by virtue being divorced from other operations. We need because it's so pervasive because it's so widespread because it's so important as part of strategy operations and tactics, we should abandon the term information operations because it should just be an inherent part of what is done is, is the information aspects of, of the operation, which I think is, you know, it's, it's, a the a valid point right so um because you, you, you kind of think because i was reading i was like oh mick's gonna love this one Is he's gonna say information operations is crap it's like i oh, know it's so important it shouldn't have its own term it should just be what we do yeah it's, it's kind right. of like your joint multi-domain world command and control yeah, <laughs> that's it's, right like it's i mean command it's, of control
0: it's like one of our uh, one of our lecturers um you know when we were studying uh, at college together um yeah. War is war. Like yeah. information operations, uh, operations, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just, they're just yeah, operations. Exactly. Just factor them in. Um, yeah. Mate, I, I love it when people do that, right? Like I love it when people write stuff like that. Oh, you've got the, what is IO concept. Who wrote this one. Uh,
1: so what is IO? So within that article, I stumbled across. So, yeah. um, right. the strategy bridge doing in 2017, they did a, a bit of a thread hashtag. What is IO? Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a few articles in there where they really deep dive the concept, and they, and they if you start at the very first one where they ponder the question, what is I/O, and start going in, into that, it, it's, it's a fascinating read. And there's a sort of four or five articles that, that branch off from there. Highly recommended. Yeah. And then finally um, the RAND, another one, uh, they speak about information operations, information environment. Uh, they go quite in depth as the RAND normally does. Yeah, I mean, this I one. Right? That's a
0: business model. We research. <laughs> we research, we research, research. And we tell everything.
1: It. Everything. Wrinkleism. Oh my God. And uh, I like this one because they, they talk about different tiers that you could have information operations as part of your everyday execution of operations. They call it possible visions for the role of information operations. Now tier one is what I would say is where the vast majority of people operate. Maybe I'm being cynical. Yeah. Maybe yep. I'm not. Right.
0: Tier yeah. one is entitled to, countries pretty much operate in tier one.
1: Yeah. So tier one is entitled information and afterthought. Um, the, Approaches information. So, oh my God. We, I haven't even read it it. Is, this, is what we, this. This is what we spoke about before. The sprinkleism, sprinkleizing, sprinklerizing a little information, uh, as an afterthought focus is on physical activities whilst the operational information environment at best supporting of at won't, sorry, at worst ancillary to those physical efforts, legacy view, absolutely legacy view. And again, I think, you know, if, if you. If you're out there if you're a military practitioner if you're actively planning at the tactical operational strategic level and you get to the end of your plan you're like right IO what are we doing now for IO it's too late it's too late it's 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 you're just sprinkleism sprinkleism
0: yeah, mate I love it I'm going to put a sprinkling gif up in here it's our so good thing.
1: Um, So that's tier one. Tier two. Tier two is entitled information-related capabilities recognized, resourced, and integrated. Uh, The approach is full promise of information operations. Uh, Further detail, using all capabilities in the toolbox to contribute to tactical warfighting and operational success. Operational information uh, environment is part of combined arms, which sounds good as a tier two. Um, It's recognized, it's resourced, it's integrated. Yeah. Um and then finally, uh tier three, operational outcomes in terms of actions of others with information environment as the primary determinant of those actions. So it's that's Russia.
0: That's Russia. That's Maskarovka. Right. (laughs) That's Crimea, that's Georgia, that's Estonia.
1: So the approach is to blend information and physical power to drive actions of all relevant actors. And the description is uh, specifying objectives in terms of relevant actors' actions, targeting through affecting perception, uh, cognition, decision, action pathways to achieve effects that support the joint force end state accomplished by blending physical and informational power. This is a new paradigm according to... The rand. Um, so look, I like that because it was a bit of a slap in the face. Uh, because I, I accuse many people of the sprinkleism, um, and I say no, it needs to be integrated, it needs to be resourced, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, well, that's a tier two. That's not. That's not even the, the most
0: optimum outcome. And the problem is, people like me who used to be frustrated trying to explain, no, I owe everything. They were trying to say tier three, but what yeah. they were actually saying was like, give me tier two and I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah because there's you know this is a this is a brilliant article um i'm going to pretend i wrote it yeah good
1: rand that's my middle name is rand (laughs) Uh,
0: it was written by me you'll be on the (laughs) wall okay
1: um, so look to, to sum up information, warfare. So this has been a fascinating episode. As we said, it's been a real episode of exploring this concept because it's, it's not a new concept. It seems to have gotten new wings uh, recently, uh, but it's very much an old, uh, paradigm spoken within sort of new lexicon and new language. Um, certainly nothing that is new, trying to get your enemy to think something differently, um, beyond just deception is it, not a new concept. Um, and the battle space is saturated, right? With, with this type of information. So the, the, it's a framework of thinking um, that I have enjoyed looking into. It's something that I have certainly expanded my sort of basic thoughts on it as we have gone going through with it. But I think the reality is that in 2020, whilst information, the concept of it, is uh not new, the means of which you can deliver it, the methods that you of which you can apply it, the 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 actors that are linked into it is diverse, is absolutely complex. Um and it's very hard to to sort of fathom. Um and to really map that out it depends on the scenario and the context that you are dealing with. You know, you're literally talking about everyone. Everyone is connected in some sort of way, shape or form. So to me, the thing that has been really hit home about this is that uh, ignore information operations at your peril. Um, specialize in information operations at your peril as well. So it's not about having the specialist IO guys. It's not about having people with no information. It's about bringing those two people together and making information operations to the very core of all your other operations as well. And I think that in, in, in 2022, that's what has to has to. Uh, be done. So those are my sort of final thoughts on this concept of information operations. I'm glad you invented it, Mick Cook. Um, it's, uh, it's good um, that, uh, that the world has this now. Um, how say you in summary of IO? All
0: right. I'll also put up another link uh, without referencing it on YouTube. Another book people should check out is Like War. It's weaponization of social media. So read Like War and you'll understand the differences in the same way that you know, the use of social media uh, sorry, the same way that military deception is not everything about information operations, the use of social media is not the sole thing of, of um s- information operations. I was just, I just noticed I closed all my rings on my, on my Apple watch. Um, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so, so look, I would love to say that I invented it and you know, you, you knew me when I was a young uh, planner, actually, I probably wasn't that young, but um, working in this space. And you know, it was an incredibly frustrating space because I was one of these people that uh, didn't know how to communicate it um, in a way that um, would necessarily always value add. But I also had the benefit of bouncing in and out of fires and IO jobs. So whenever I went into fires, we were able to then demonstrate the way because we coordinated information operations with fires and the maneuver plan, because your fires must be coordinated with the maneuver plan because otherwise it's complete waste of assets. Right. So that was a really good way to integrate it. And, you know, having, having, you know, sat through briefs from generals who would say things like, I want no one to say, let's shoot the IO bullet because there's no such thing as IO, it's just operations. Let's plan an operation that incorpor- incorporates all of this. So it's understood out there by a lot of people. It's just that it's the way that it's institutionalized, trained for and um, designed varies depending on commanders, right? Because commanders have a, have a big play, but also politicians because it, it, it has a political influence now. I think what we're seeing yeah, is yeah. the fact that, as you said, the motivations behind it, the targets, cognition, emotion, decision-making, they haven't changed the speed at which you can affect them and who you choose to affect them. Um, People should study the Russian operations in the Crimea, Russian operations in Georgia to understand how information warfare is used. I think if Napoleon hadn't gone about war the way he did in the total war aspects um, and we didn't have the 19th century style of warfare based on everyone trying to replicate that. uh, And then world war one, world war two, we probably wouldn't be discussing something that people would say they didn't understand. I think information warfare was understood very, very well. I think Napoleon understood it very, very well because he used a lot of propaganda. Um, mm. But I think you know, it's something that Alexander understood. It's something that Julius Caesar understood, you know, it's Genghis Khan, 100% understood that you roll a heap of your enemy up in a car- in, in a carpet. You then put a platform on top of it. And then you and your generals dine on the platform as it slowly crushes to death mm. enemies who resisted you, or you destroy a complete city because they killed your son-in-law you're sending a message to other people, right? Mm. Um, so as you said, you know, the targets are the same. Uh, it's not a new concept, but the speed and the amount of the population that can be affected at that speed to influence political decisions that ultimately are the purpose, you know, in my view, it's the purpose of warfare is to influence a political decision in an adversary is much faster. So Mm. it is something that everyone should understand. Josh has asked for a link for info ops in Crimea. I do. Uh, it's uh, www.google.com. Type in info ops in Crimea. <laughs> good.
1: Um, that is the that summarises all of our research. Okay. No, no. It's really good points. Uh, thank you very much uh, for that, Mick. And listeners, that's it. Thank that's you. Done. Um, so there you have it. Over right. <laughs> that is our take on information warfare. Look, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode as much as we have preparing for it, uh, talking about it. Um, I learned something and I learned so many things, uh, every episode we do. I knew we uh, learn
0: a lot on this show. Hey, yeah. So it's, we don't educate. I think, I think we learn.
1: No, we learn now whether we're learning good things. That's uh, that's questionable, but we are learning something, um, as we go through. So, uh, that is that. All right, Mick, do you want to talk about our social media? No, because now people are going to learn how to target us. Our information social warfare. Jump, jump on,
0: jump on social media, ladies and gentlemen, and target Richie and I, and try and influence us in a cognitive way or emotional. Oh. In fact, if you do follow us on Facebook and Twitter, we do get a bit emotional about it. Um, we we send each other high fives and stuff. Yes, we just got one new follower. Yes, it was my cousin. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Great stuff. So, jump on Facebook. Uh, Just like I said to Josh, learn how to use Google. Um, Jump on Facebook, search for War for Idiots in the search box or just go facebook.com backslash War for Idiots. You'll find us there on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, share us on Facebook, share the video, share the audio, tell your friends about us, say hi to your mum. Jump on Twitter. We have a range of Twitter accounts actually. Um, we are, we are addicted twits, but, uh, you can find us personally at Richie underscore triple T and, uh, you, you have a nice conversation with Rich and you'll find uh, me at Mick underscore cook. And I will, um, I'll try and fight you, um, which is good. Um, because if you look at, uh, Richie and I, um, you probably safer if I'm the one trying to fight you cause he's a monster. Um, find us there, leave us a review on iTunes. We are, um, we are now registering, um, all of our productions on Amazon uh, Music and Audible, so you'll find us there, um, and Ganza, which is a new music streaming thing. So pretty much wherever you find your pods, you will be able to find Wolf it. So tell your friends, and if they say, "Oh no, no," you know, if they're if they're one of those people that's quite exclusive, uh, "Oh no, I'm my Prime subscriber," so I just I just do whatever's on Amazon. Well, Wolf it will be there. So jump on there, find us. You're welcome, Bezos.
1: All right, Jeff. Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Leave us a review. Share this episode. Keep the support coming. Uh, you, ladies and gents, that's right. you listening to this right now. You're the reason that we keep doing this. Someone just ran right off the road. Uh, hopefully that didn't sound as creepy uh, as... No, uh, it 100%. As it, oh, and bless you. Because I'm sure someone just... Oh, yeah. So until next time, this is Rich. This is Mick. And remember that we may be idiots.
0: But so... Uh, you?
1: Maybe.
0: You definitely are. War for Idiots is
1: a TDP production. All opinions expressed by individuals on the podcast are those of the individual and not necessarily representative of any other organisation.
0: The music used during War for Idiots is Fireworks by Jazar and is used under an attribution share alike 3.0 international licence.